Taylor Decker's on my all 22 fantasy team, by the way. Stop. Stop it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Taylor's I don't care, and I'm in the league. I'm just trying to hype up the future of fantasy football here. They told me we could hype it up. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. That's one of the uh, cardinal my rules way. of broadcasting. Regardless of the medium, they don't care. So the strategic component to this game is through the roof. Your predictions, right? Your forecasting in fantasy football into how good is this player? This is gonna it's gonna change the industry. Yeah. yeah. I moved to the old town with goals down. Look at me now. I wrote my goals down. Welcome into the All 22 Podcast. My name is Chris Lombardi. I have Ray Cotto and I have Bobby Acker. We are pumped today. It is it is the day before draft day. We are here. We're going to do a mock draft. Guys, how excited are you right now? Dude, it's like Christmas Eve right now. Tomorrow is Christmas morning. Yeah. The whole day. The whole day is Christmas morning. Even in the afternoon, it's still morning. <laughs> and, and, and what's cool is that technically... When we finish this podcast episode, it will also be draft day morning. So, yeah, it's uh, just to give people time of, uh, you know, an idea of when we're actually recording this darn thing. Uh, yeah, it's been a day and we're just, I'm so excited. It's, yeah, it's, I don't sleep, I don't sleep this night. I, don't, I never sleep on this night every single year. I don't sleep. I think it's more like Hanukkah, guys, because there's like multiple days of this shit. <laughs> sure i guess yeah that, that, that's I'm, not, a good point. I'm not jewish but like do the presents get worse as the day goes on in hanukkah you the days I mean? the days the days There's the days, days get worse like it's like a worse day no it's like it's just all good dude. <laughs> like the weather <laughs> it's all good i'm not jewish either it's all good though like it's gonna be good I promise. no i'm just saying like you know like the seventh pick is obviously not going to be probably not going to be as good as your first pick you know depends Depends on your team, right? Like if you're the Rams, they're all seventh picks, right? It's like, <laughs> we're just out here. So with that, we are doing a mock draft. <laughs> what we're going to do. Wait, can you imagine like Hanukkah is like your, 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 your like presents just get gradually worse over the course of the eight days. Like <laughs> day, one, day one, you get a new car and then like day eight, you just get like an old fish or something like that. Like something stupid. It sounds like if you're the gift giver, that's what you would do. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That should That's be a thing. Yeah. I'm going to call Brandon and tell him. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> so we are doing a mock draft. We are going to do two minutes per pick. So you have two minutes to not just make your pick, but to defend your pick. We're not doing snake. So whoever has one is going to have four. Um, and I want to kind of jump into this so we can get going here. So let's do that. Bobby, you are sharing my sc- your screen, right? Yep. So I'm going to switch modes here. Let's give it a shot. We're going to switch that. Boom. Dude, we're rocking and rolling. So if you want to go ahead and start the clock here. Yeah, cool. So unlike in like the real draft, I'm not going to waste any time. I'm just going to go and get my guy. I'm going CJ Stroud, first overall pick to the Panthers. Any defense to this? Uh, What's the criticism? His S2 score. It's really low. And it's really bad. Yeah, but like, did you see the S two like like the test yourself? Did you see the results yourself, or did you just hear about it? You know, I, I think he, he didn't he come out and say like, oh, I'm not a test taker, I'm a football player. Like, wasn't that like that's the that's like a, an affirming response that his score was bad. 
Yeah, he also blew off the Mannings, right? So you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna believe that too. Yeah, I, I don't just, think his teammate showed up to his birthday party either. Actually, so. race just, clock has started. I just want to mention that. I'm just not buying it. I feel like it's the Will Levis camp just throwing stuff to try and get Will Levis up to number one. You know? <laughs> if it were me, I'm going CJ Stroud. We talked about it before, right? I feel like he can make he can he can make every throw on the design read on the third step, fifth step, fifth, fifth step of his drop. Jesus. Um I I I like him a little bit better than Bryce Young because of his ability to do that. Bryce Young kind of relies on the broken play a little bit too much for my liking. So Going uh bigger guy, CJ Stroud. I think he fits with with Frank Reich, what he's trying to do. Um, love the fit. We also have to remember that the S2 scores, only half the teams have access to those scores. The other half do not. So whatever we're hearing could be one of the teams that has the scores, just trying to mess with the teams that don't. So like you have you really have no idea what's real and what's not. I I think it could all be fake news, but Ray, you have one minute. Oh, I, I already put the pick in. I don't have to wait for like like the TV executives to tell me when to put in my pick so they can get commercials, right? So I'm just going to go right in and say, all right, great. Bryce Young is now a Houston Texan. Um, simply put, best best quarterback in, in the class. He does everything well. We shored up our offensive line last year. He's got a good left side of the line to work with, and we're getting him some weapons. He's got a running game. He's got Damian Pierce. So we're building around our quarterback. We got our guy. And we waste no time picking Bryce Young. So right, you said best quarterback in the draft, which I obviously don't agree, but that's that's fine. It's I think it's 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 a marginal difference in my opinion. Okay, but in our game, let's say CJ Stroud goes to the Panthers, Bryce Young goes to the Texans. You still want Bryce Young? Is that correct? Yeah, in I, all, I, I in all twenty-two. Yes, and I think even even more so because I think the situation in Houston will actually offensively be better than. Carolina moving forward here, um, at least offensively. Really? Okay. Yep. So I've, I've been super high on whoever the Texans pick. I've been thinking like if the Texans pick a quarterback, I'm going to be excited for that guy. That's probably my pick over the Panthers guy. Then I went back and thought about how the, how the Texans have picked in the past few years in their draft last year, taking a guard and a corner. They took with, they took the first corner off the board who ends up being, not the best corner. And then they take an offensive guard. To really say that. Top 15 pick. I, I understand, but I, I, it just made me feel a little bit less confident in that early evaluation, but okay. I'm on the clock. I have 30 seconds to make my pick and talk about it. So I'm the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going Jalen Carter. Uh, the off field concerns are still a concern, but he is the best player on the board for a team that doesn't necessarily need a guy to step in right now and be, be the, you know, help them win, right? Kyler Murray's going to be out. If if uh, Jalen Carter ends up missing time, I think that's okay. Um, but he's, in my opinion, the most or the highest level athlete, the blue chip at a valuable position compared to a guy like Will Anderson, who I don't think is necessarily a blue chip, but is maybe at a little bit more valuable of a position. So it makes more sense in my mind for them to go Jalen Carter. Um, although... At the end of the day, I think maybe I would go with Landerson. I just think uh, Jalen Carter fits their needs a little bit better. I'm not going to make you defend the pick you, because you picked the best player in the entire class. So yeah, you got no argument for me. You could have been like, hey, why didn't you like ask for a trade or anything like that? Because you only had two minutes, and by the time you even negotiate the trade, that's it. The next team is on the clock. It's fair. That's a good point.
Bobby is on the clock and he has like a minute and 30 now. <laughs> yeah, no, I already know who I'm picking. It's fine. Um, but I was just kind of giving you more time to maybe defend that pick. You don't, you're not concerned with how like sloppy he looked. You're not concerned with like his involvement in everything off the field or potentially being involved in more stuff off the field. I totally am. And I'm, you know, you guys know I'm the guy that like, I don't really want that on my team ever, but I don't think the NFL cares about that stuff at all. And like, unfortunately, so I think a team like the Cardinals definitely take this risk. I know this is supposed to be like what we would do, but I think if I'm in this situation and there's like a blue chip with some off field concerns, I'm still probably taking them, especially since the legal cases have all been uh, finalized now. So like they, he served his kind of time already. Uh, it's not like they're going to find out in six months that there's another lawsuit coming his way. It's it's all taken care of. I guess my thing is, and, and I, I totally agree with you guys that he's the best player, but I guess my thing is having a rookie head coach, do I really want to give him maybe a headache of a player, you know, with the third overall pick when some people think your quarterback is a little bit of a headache of a player? Like, do I really want to give him that challenge to deal with in his first year? The only other thing I'll say about that is I don't think that head coach is there to be a long-term solution. And I hate when teams do that, oh, but it seems snap. like that's a, that's a new thing teams do, right? Like they get a guy for a year when they know it's going to be a bad year, knowing that they're just going to find somebody else the next year. So I don't think, I don't think they'll be thinking about the head coach. Wow. Even after the whole Steve Wilkes thing. Interesting. Yep. All right. I'm going to go for my guy here. I probably took up, all two minutes. You, you did. I probably would have turned in my card already and picked ahead of you just in case, but yeah. you can go ahead. I'm going Anthony Richardson. Whoa. Um, yeah, definitely has to develop a little bit. We've talked about that, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know, guys. I feel like I feel like him in that backfield, um, I think you can create a really special offense in Indianapolis. Chris, we talked about like – Indy being one of those teams that just like always seems to be kicking the can on developing that quarterback. Right. Um, yeah. Now I think they do it. I think they pull the trigger. I feel like it'd be pretty foolish not to, when you have a top four pick when you're ever going to be in this position again. If you don't take a quarterback, could you possibly be in this position again next year and with a better quarterback on the board, like a Caleb Williams or a Drake may, yeah, but what are you gonna what are you gonna sell to your fan base, right? Like Minshew Mania. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Minshew Mania. I don't know if in, I don't know if uh, mustaches are really like an Indianapolis thing. You know, it's cold over there. They should, but I mean, it, it's a young head coach, right? A new head coach. He's not going anywhere, um, so he's got time to take a tank year, maybe. And I don't know. I feel like fans well two things one i could just do the jordan meme with the kids but with the fans instead but like also maybe fans are just kind of wising up to this whole deal and like hey maybe it is best to just tank they did it with they did it with andrew luck right so they should be used to this and familiar with it and expect it and know the good results it could possibly yield for you yeah but imagine imagine anthony richardson goes somewhere else let's say what if he goes to seattle right which would be like a we talked about it before, right? Perfect match for Pete Carroll, right? What if he goes there and he kills it? He's Cam Newton 2.0. Then what are you going to say to your fan base? 
I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to hope they don't watch the games out on the West Coast because <laughs> they're not at later times. I don't know. It's a little I bit think, easier. You're middle America, dude, right? Isn't What are they, one hour behind? Is, isn't he one hour behind? Indy's Central time zone. So, yeah, they, they're yeah. still two hours ahead of uh, West Coast. Easier for them to watch those games than it is for us. I hate the argument of sit, like waiting a year to get yeah. your guy. Like I think if there's a guy to go get him, the only thing I don't like about Richardson to the Colts is – we talk about how we'd like him to sit and learn behind a veteran. I don't think Gardner Minshew is that guy at all. Um, I don't see him as like a mentor. So I, I don't know if I love that he would probably step in week four, five, six and end up being a starter in year one. The thing I think that takes a little bit of pressure off of that is like, imagine him in the same backfield with Jonathan Taylor, right? And they're just running read option the whole time right? Just kind of ground and pound, making it easy, making it safe for him. I feel like that's probably the approach you have to take with him if he's in Indianapolis. And I think that makes for a pretty damn good offense in year one. I can't, that, I can't argue. Yeah. Right. That, I think Ray's on the clock. Yeah. I don't know if I'm being a coward or not, but I'm going to take Will Anderson here uh, with the Seahawks at number five. He's still on the board. He's the top uh, edge player. We need edges, right? I think as far as pass rushers go, really we have what Daryl Taylor and and Uchenna and Wosu. So for us, we could use a pass rusher. He's there. He's steady. Um, Anthony Richardson just went off the board here. We thought that might be a fit uh, with our with our guy Pete Carroll here. So with him gone, we are not going to reach for Will Levis, and we are going to take the number one edge player on our board. Why do you think that's being cowardice? Because I think he's safe. And I think Nolan Smith has a higher ceiling. And I think Tyree Wilson might have a higher ceiling, but we didn't get to see him test. And he's got a foot injury. So we're not going to go ahead and take that risk because it's, it's one thing to take a risk in the middle of the first round. It's another to do it with a top five pick. I don't think it's cowardice. He's the best player on the board, in my opinion. But, yeah. I think Will Levis would have been a fun pick there, too. I'm trying as to win, not have fun. As much as I don't like him, I think he'd be good with, with Pete Carroll, too. I feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on Pete Carroll to turn some water into wine with these things. And uh, I think if I mean, he, he already basically – told you and showed you that he wants to kind of corral his quarterback and not just, oh, yeah, I'm just going to let Russ cook. And so I think to rein in Will Levis after what seemed to be like a laborious decade of reeling in Russell Wilson, I think he'll just get tired and retire. So we're just going to give him a good pass rusher and move on. So I'm on the clock at, at, at the Lions pick number six, and I'm having a really hard time making a decision here. I think Anthony Richardson's on the – is available. I'm taking him. If Anderson or Jalen Carter is available, I'm taking them. I don't want to go corner because I don't, I'm not in love with the corners this high. Uh, although PFF is um, with the Jameson Williams suspension, I'm kind of thinking, do I want to go receiver? Jackson Smith and Jigba's there. Jordan Addison's there. I don't hate that, but Bobby, we talk about this all the time. Like the Lions were an offense. I was putting up 30 points a game without Jameson Williams. So is it really that important that he's going to be a guy that goes there and makes this world of difference? I don't know. They were, they were fine with him and without him. So I want to go defense. I don't know if there's a player that really fits their major needs at this point. So I'm going to go Nolan Smith and just say, I want the best player on the board. If I pair him with Aiden Hutchinson, 
be electric. I, lo- I love that. I, I like that I pick. That, yeah. I, I probably would have went corner just because your, your 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 secondary gets obl- obliterated week after week. Um, and yeah, they might, these guys might not be worth it here. You, you might be right, but it couldn't hurt. <laughs> you, you did, you did a good thing here. You did a good thing here. I mean, <laughs> the, the, op, the pass rusher opposite Aiden Hutchinson right now is John Kaminsky. So yeah, go ahead and take Nolan Smith. Well, they have James Houston too, a guy that like they, they're going to want to see the field. So that's kind of why I'm like going back and forth. I agree on the cornerback thing. I just think I might be able to get the same exact level of corner at my next pick, which I think is like 18. Um, so that's that's where my mind's at. You're saving you're saving it for Emmanuel Forbes. I can see it. It's written on your face. <laughs> if he's there, it's the worst kept secret in the league. If he's there, we're gonna snipe him. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm on the clock with Las Vegas. I almost said Oakland. Um, Dude, I wish they were Oakland. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a pretty good, you guys know my opinion on this. I think there's a pretty good amount of douchiness in Las Vegas as it is, right? <laughs> the coach, the the quarterback right now. And I think those brothels are pretty, pretty full. They're at capacity with all this douchiness. So I don't think Las Vegas could handle another douche in Will Levis. Okay. Um, right. I love that you're like melting right now. It's great. <laughs> so we all know that that division is loaded with quarterbacks. And I think that at this point you can't join them. So you got to beat them. So I think you do that with secondary help. I'm going Witherspoon here. Okay. So you take Devin Witherspoon. Witherspoon, but it's kind of a toss up with him and Gonzalez. Okay, could have went either way, and I would have been happy. But I do think you, you need the secondary help. But you took Witherspoon. I did take Witherspoon. So Witherspoon is lining up one on one versus Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is like he's been thirty three for like six years. Yeah, I know, but he, <laughs> yeah, but he will probably put him in a blender. Sure, uh, good way to learn. Sure. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot in physics, chiefly that I'm horrible at physics. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, sure. I, I like the thought process. I think you took the wrong player. That's fine. Thank you. Chris, you're going to say nothing. You're just going to, uh, I think that the Raiders are one of the worst managed teams in the NFL. And I think that if I were them, I would have just tried rebuilding. They didn't try to do that. Uh, whoever's pick is up, but uh, I I would have probably gone either offensive line or defensive line with that pick to 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 rebuild, but that's not what the Raiders are going to do. So I think that's unrealistic. So I think corners corners a great pick. Okay, so I'm on the clock. I'm the Atlanta Falcons, right? Mm-hmm. At pick eight. And looking at our team, and looking at our needs, and looking at our board. Oh man, I I don't want to do it. And and no one has called us. No one has called us to, to trade up, right? Those are the rules here. No, your phone's off the you. hook. Your phone's off the hook. Oh, that's that's terrible. We have no Wi-Fi. That's awful. Um, okay, so I guess I have no choice, no choice but to sit here 
and draft Christian Gonzalez, the other corner that Vegas didn't take. I had a couple of guys chirping in my ear, a couple of assistant coaches talking about B. John Robinson and just leaning on the run game, but I couldn't do it. It's too early. It's top 10. So we went ahead and took Christian Gonzalez, our top remaining defensive player on the board. Uh, sure, we got uh, Jeff Okuda, but again, you're talking about uh, a corner with some significant uh, injury history and issues there. Not a sure thing at all outside of AJ Terrell. So we're going to get Christian Gonzalez and shore up our defense, which can use the help. I just feel like you took the wrong corner. No, I do. I do. I do. I do think that. I think both of you did. I think the, the, your corner board. Yeah. Go ahead. Atlanta just clearly needs off uh, defensive help, right? Like they've been investing in the offense in the last few drafts, high draft picks at receiver and tight end. They have weapons. They're going to give Desmond Ritter a shot, I guess. They're not interested in Will Levis here. So it might be a little surprising if he's still on the board. Uh, but I think you have to go defense and start building that way. Uh, going going corner again, like that's never how I'm going to build my defense. From if I'm starting from scratch, I'm going to go. I'm going to go defensive interior and edge and then start building out from there. But uh, he's a good player, so it's fine. Got to trust your board. Got to trust your board. I think it's a good player. I probably would have went quarterback. I probably would have went Levis if he's still there at eight. You just got a gift. Just take it. Uncle Rico, baby. Uncle Rico. I can't think of a worse culture fit than Will Levis in Atlanta. But (laughs) All right. I am on the clock for the Bears. Um, so thinking, I, I have been thinking offensive line throughout the entire off season, but they did make some investments there. Uh, so I don't think it's as pressing as a need of a need. They also went receiver during the off season and added there. So I don't think that's necessarily their biggest need. So at this point, I think you want to start trying to build that dominant defense that Chicago wants to be known for and always is. So I'm going to go ahead and draft one of my personal favorites, Miles Murphy defensive end edge rusher out of Clemson. One of the reasons I think he's a fit there is because he could put his hand in the dirt or stand up. I like that. Chicago does both, but uh, he also just seems like a a culture fit, a hardworking player, leader. I like it. It's a good pick. I have no problem with it. I'm glad you took him from the Eagles. And the Eagles are on the clock. And Bobby, you can't just like, you can't just like undermine them and, and give them some crap. Like, no, uh, no. Um, I actually, ha- I'm going to make a pick for them that I hope they don't make because it'd be pretty scary. And Chris, I'm glad you took Jalen Carter off the board because I actually had him penciled in one of my mocks here at 10. Mm. Um, but if he's gone, I'm going Bijan Robinson. I feel like that offensive line is still pretty damn good. Uh, put him in the backfield with a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts, they have other weapons on the offense. I think that would be a legit offense. That'd be one of the better offenses in the league again. Um, like I said, I think Philly takes Bijan at 10. That's a little scary to me as a Giants fan. And Ray, as a Cowboys fan, you should be scared too. I got Micah Parsons. I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a good pick. Um, I, I, I'm going to ask you. I was going to ask you how much thought you put into a specific player, but he's still on the board, so I don't really want to talk about him too much. Um, 
So if I may, I can go ahead and select for the Titans here. Not yet. I want to say something. Okay. Just so the Eagles with what they lost on the defensive side of the ball, I was surprised to not see you go defense. Yes. Giving them Bijan will probably give them the best offense in the NFL, but you have to start worrying about, can I get to the Super Bowl? Can I repeat the success we had last year without replacing some of the guys on defense? I don't think there was a, a clear cut defensive interior to add to replace the losses there. I don't think there's a, a sure fire linebacker that you'd want to add there to replace some of those losses. I could see them going Brian Branch. Uh, again, maybe not what I would do, but I could see the Eagles doing that. But is there a reason you went offense over defense here? Yeah, again, kind of you kind of made the point already, right? Like if if Jalen Carter was there, mm-hmm. no brainer, right? Even even with all the concerns, right? I think I do think three is high for him given those concerns, but I think. 10 is kind of where you'd take that gamble. Um, we saw the Eagles draft, uh, sign like what, like three veteran defensive interior linemen throughout the end of last season. Um, and I think Jalen Carter would give you like that long-term solution there. Um, I just don't see like Kalijah Kansi being worth the 10th overall pick. Um, and I think if you have a game breaker like Bijan, uh, I think that goes a long way. Like, Ray, you know, back in like the the Romo days, the the beginning of the Dak Prescott days, uh, you know, I saw the the Cowboys just chew up clock the entire game, like every time we played you guys, right? And I could see the Eagles doing the same thing. Their best defense is not having their defense on the field. It's chewing up the clock with a ground game, like similar to what the Cowboys used to have. They're certainly built for it. So I I, I get it. I totally get it. I thought I thought going to the Falcons a few picks earlier was just a little too rich given the holes that they have across their roster that the Eagles don't. So it makes more sense for a team like the Eagles than it does the Falcons. Okay. So Ray, go ahead. All right. So Tennessee Titans, I think this is a, a clear pick for, for, for us to make. Uh, we're running to the podium and handing in our card for Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive tackle. Uh, from Ohio State, pretty straightforward. Taylor Lewan is out. We have a hole at uh, left tackle, possibly, and so we're bringing in Paris Johnson to shore that up and moving on with the rest of our team building. I have no problem with that pick. I, I love yeah. Paris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's a great pick. It makes a ton of sense, and I know they're not going to do it. If Will Levis <laughs> is on the clock, they're taking Will Levis. Oh, man, I don't know. I feel like... You don't think what happened with Malik Willis kind of like scares him a little bit off of that? Like, oh, big arm quarterback, high upside, but the 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 performance wasn't really there in college and the offense was a little wonky and I don't know. I think they might be gun shy after Willis. No, I don't think they would be because Willis was a, what, a third round pick? I think it's a completely different investment and a completely different mindset when you're taking a quarterback in the first 11 picks compared to a third round pick. Yeah. Well, well, you're not the one picking for the Titans. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a pair of Amazing. Okay. So Texans on the clock pick 12. We went Bryce young with the first pick. Uh, I don't think you do anything besides take Jackson Smith and Jigba here. You lose Brandon cooks. You lose that surefire route runner. And that's what you want to replace. Uh, and you want to do it for a long time and as cheaply as possible. So you were literally filling 
two of the most valuable positions on your team for the next five years. And I love that for them. I think it's a really good pick. I think you're, you know, you're in that position to get Bryce Young, the first overall or second overall pick. Um, you do everything you can to help him out. Um, and yeah, I'd rather have a separation guy like separation route runner guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba um, than a contested catch guy. So yeah, I think that's a good pick. That's that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, you got to get him some weapons. I think that's more than fair. Um, and part of why I'm high on higher on the Houston situation moving forward than Carolina is because they have picks like these to use on offensive weapons. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll just defend myself here because somebody might be listening and be like, Hey, you said Jordan Addison was your favorite receiver. Why didn't you take him? And that's fair. Uh, but I think the separation skills that Njigba has, and he has a little bit more speed might fit better with kind of the lack of speed that their receiving core currently has when your number two is going to be like a Nico Collins. So that's that's my explanation. <laughs> might, might not be a good one, but that's what it is. Yeah, I'm not sure I love the explanation, but I like the pick. <laughs> Remember, I, I think he's more of a 60 to zero guy. Throwback, okay. Knuckleballer. All, All right. right. Bobby, you're picking Great. for the Packers. Don't mess this up. Let's go. All right. So I'm going Will Levis here. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> I had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of people um, putting tight end to the Packers. I feel like you can fix that later. I think that's like a, you know, we calculate it as like a lower value position. So if I'm the Packers, you know, and I I get this first round pick from the Aaron Rodgers deal, right? Um, I figure what better middle finger to Aaron Rodgers than to draft a receiver with a first round pick for the first time since 2002, right? That'd be pretty sick, right, Chris? Yeah. yeah Not that like I want to give Rodgers a middle finger, because actually I love Aaron Rodgers. You, you guys know that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think that'd be some 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 gravy on it for uh, for Green Bay. So if that's my timer. I'm that was sorry. your timer. I went Zay Flowers for the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. I, I, think so I, was compliments, like I think he compliments Christian Watson pretty well. Um, another separation guy that can, you know, maybe take a – you know, uh, a short, a, a, a short route, um, make a couple guys miss and make something big happen for his quarterback. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's what you got to do for Jordan love. Got to set him up for success right now. So I was super worried you were going to go, uh, uh, Johnston, but you didn't. So I'm, I'm thankful that happened. Uh, it's interesting. So if you look at some of the past few drafts, right, Marquise Brown was the first receiver taken of his draft before guys like CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy. And then Henry, or I'm sorry, that was Henry Ruggs. And Marquise Brown was chosen before guys like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Will Zay Flowers be the first receiver off the board, kind of with a semi similar skill set? It'll be interesting to see if he does. I don't think there are those other guys like a Judy, Lamb, DK, or AJ Brown in this draft. So I think I'm more okay with it in a draft like this. Um, and I do like the way he would compliment Christian Watson. So I'd be okay with it. I think it's a little bit early for a guy like Zay. Uh, I'd rather have probably Jordan Addison, but it's a good pick. It's a good pick. All right, so I'm the Patriots. I don't know where Buttle, right? Okay. Just make your pick. Go ahead. No, I, 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 yeah, no, I got no rebuttal to it. I, what, 
if what do you want me to say? Oh yeah, I agree. Sure. Yeah. I heard the timer go off. I'm on the clock. I'm sweating. I don't know how much time I have. Like Chris's freaking thing is going to beep again in about eight seconds. I just want to make my damn pick. Uh, yes. Zay flowers. Good pick. I love it. The Packers should have done this multiple times over the last like 15 years. And they did not. People at home are probably getting so infuriated with the sound of the timer going off. Like they probably just woke up, right? It's yeah. it's 6 30 AM when they're listening to this and they're just infuriated at that sound. Don't let it go off. Ray, make the pick. All right. Uh, so the Patriots are going to sit here and draft Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. So I think he's the next high upside tackle here with Paris Johnson off the board. We need an offensive tackle. He's coming from a championship, back-to-back championship uh, team. So he's got some pedigree to work off of. I think Bill Belichick values something like that. So we're going with the tackle from Georgia, Broderick Jones. I was waiting Good for pick. Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm like trying to get ready for the Washington pick because it's it's stressing me out a little bit. Um, now I like the. I'm. I'm never against investing in an O line, especially when you have a young quarterback, right? Um, yeah, I don't know where do you where do you see him fitting in? Look at which side. So you put him at right tackle, right next to Michael and Wienu, and so you have two big physical strong guys on the right side of your offensive line and you can just move people off the ball. I think it's very Bill Belichick. So, I mean, I think the argument that people would uh, throw out there is that Skaronsky is still available. Um, why do you like Broderick instead of a guy like Skaronsky? Because he's better, uh, because he's a tackle. Uh, and I mean, at center, we have David Andrews, so we're pretty okay there. At guard, we have Cole Strange and Michael Onwinu, so we invested a high pick in Cole Strange, and Michael Onwinu's been a baller. So we need a tackle, and we want a guy with some upside there. And I think pairing him next to Onwinu just is like, uh, uh, what's what's that word? Synergy. It's like a synergy between both of them. When you add the two together, the sum of uh, of the sum of those two performances is greater than the sum of its parts. Whatever the heck that saying is. Gotcha. I yeah. like the pe- I like that the people at home can uh, finally see your real uh, your real colors, Ray. The way your personality really comes out. You know, cliche, Ray, baby. <laughs> My guy, right there. <laughs> Make the pick. Make the pick. Go ahead, Washington. <laughs> Commanders football no, team. We have call the Jets, bro. This is Aaron Rodgers pick, dude. Oh, oh, I was right. going to say, who's on the clock now? Me? The Jets. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, that's you, okay, so I was not prepared. Um, I was picking for Shocker. the Steelers. Uh, <laughs> so I am the Jets. I have a very young team. I just go and add Aaron Rodgers, franchise QB. I think we're pretty set with weapons, uh, but the offensive line is kind of in rough shape. If Becton does not come back healthy, you might want an upgrade at guard as well. Um, looking at the defensive side of the ball, you made some investments last year that you're hoping, you know, guys step up and become more permanent players. So I think Skaronsky is the pick because he has flexibility to play anywhere you need him on the offensive line. You know, yes, maybe he's not going to be the surefire left tackle, but I think he could step in and play there if he needed to. And then he, if Becton comes back healthy, you move him to guard and you're happy that you have now a, a, a very good guard player instead of just, you know, some some low-graded guys on the inside. Yeah, I think it makes sense to get a guy that can play both. 
He can be serviceable at tackle, but be a really good guard. Um, I have no problem with that pick. I would have I would have done the same thing. Especially seeing so that like that their other need is linebacker. Like there's nobody who, you know what I mean? So if everybody's healthy, where are you playing him? I'm playing him at left guard. Uh, I think currently PFF has Lakin Tomlinson as their left guard. He had a 56.8 PFF grade last year. He was 58 out of 77 qualifiers. So I think that's an immediate upgrade. Max Mitchell wasn't much better, though, at tackle, at right tackle. Yeah, you could put him there as well. I just think, you know, Makai Becton might not be all that great stepping stepping back into that offense, and I'd want to show up the left side. Okay, it's your pick. It's my pick, Ray. Mind your business. <laughs> all right, Bobby, go ahead. I jumped the gun before, but I guess you're on the clock now. I think at this point – uh, he finally comes off the board, and by he, I mean Dorian Thompson Robinson. No, I'm just kidding. Will Levis. I'm going to go Will Levis. I would love to go Dorian Thompson Robinson. I I don't know. I don't know if that coaching staff or that franchise can develop a quarterback well enough to, to, to take a guy like that and, and kind of put him in right there. Um, Will Levis, yeah, he's got all the traits, right? He just needs some some polish. I think it'd be foolish to, you know, pass him over and move forward with Sam Howell if he's there. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that's I guess that's fair. That's it's it's probably if he slides, I guess this is where he could go. Because again, I'm not sure Washington would be picking that much higher in the next year anyway. Yeah, I, I guess I like it. It's, it is what it is. Do I love the player? No, but at this point, to get a quarterback, a first-round quarterback on the board, yeah. I think you got to be I thrilled if you're Washington and he's there at 16 and you don't have to, and you don't have to make a single move, you know? Um, I think you run that card up. To be fair, the last time they – sorry, the last time a quarterback fell to them around this spot in the draft – and they were supposed to be thrilled. It didn't exactly work out well. Fair. So that's what I was going to say, but I was also going to say that that's exactly the risk you want to take. It doesn't cost you anything in the future to make that make that selection. You're not losing late round picks. It's kind of like a free pass. Um, so I take that I take that risk every single day, and it'll work out at some point. Also, like, what are the odds you get it wrong twice? You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot. Says <laughs> the New York Jets. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. process is process is, is good. It's good. So, um, all right. So on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, sir. All right. So, I'm the new GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I got this. I inherited this Kenny Pickett guy, but there's no one really left on the board for me to take a quarterback. So Washington took that decision out of my hands for me. So uh, I am looking around. We also invested heavily in a running back. So this this prior GM really just you know did a number on me. So I'm going to go ahead and take Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle out of Tennessee because our offensive line still needs a ton of help. He can fit in at either tackle spot. We have holes at both as far as I'm concerned, and we need to get back to what makes the Pittsburgh Steelers great. We, we've got some receivers on the outside, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. We made a trade for Allen Robinson, so we have a trio there. We have a running back. 
we have a first round quarterback. We need to shore up that offensive line for any of it to actually matter. So we're going to go ahead and get the most physical tackle remaining on the board who can be a tone setter for us and get us back to what we do great as a franchise and organization. You know how I feel about him, so I'm not going to waste everybody's time telling you how much I don't like Darnell Wright. Um, I think there was other guys on the board that I would I would have liked to seen you explore. Uh, we we see a lot of teams trying to pair up college quarterback receiver combos, and Jordan Addison played with Kenny Pickett. I think it would be super fun to see that connection back. Um, you know, I don't think Allen Robinson is going to be a starter on that team. I think he's going to be just like a role player mentor. So I think Addison would step in and be a starter from day one there. Do you, do you want me to respond, Bobby? Or do you want to go first? No, you got it. Respond. Do you do you remember the do you remember that that graphic that meme back in twenty twenty one? How did that Bengals? work? How did that work? What do you mean? How did that work? Yeah, Jamar you know Chase was the wrong choice. I'm just saying, in this case, it would apply. In this case, it would apply. Kenny Pickett would get flattened behind Chukuma Okorafor and Dan Moore at offensive tackle. Uh, in that division. Yeah, they, they play Miles Garrett twice a year. No, I need to freaking protect this guy. All right, speaking of that meme, I've said this to you guys before. The irony of that meme is almost the exact same situation played out in the Super Bowl that year. He had Jamar Chase wide open and didn't have time to get it to him. It's kind of eerie, and nobody talked about that. But yeah, okay. just because you brought we, it up. And we already have Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. I'm I'm always in favor of bolstering an offensive line when you have a young quarterback. So uh, you're not going to get a com- any complaints. Um, Addison would have been a good pick too, but yeah, big. Uh, I, it, I'm a big inside out guy. I agree. I would go offensive line nine times out of ten. I just don't like the guy you picked. So I'll stop there. It's your pick, right? It's your pick. No, and I'm, no I was going to say no. It's your pick. It's yeah. Now it's my pick. Yeah, and now I'm it's your pick. Yeah. And I went Nolan Smith last time, and you guys were like, "Oh, I could see corner." But I think what I said kind of kind of panned out, right? There are some really good corners in this spot, right? I can choose from Joey Porter Jr. I can choose from Deontay Banks. But I'm going to go with my number one corner, Emmanuel Forbes, at this pick. Uh, the best corner on the board fell to me at 18. I didn't even have to take him at six. So I'm really excited there. Love that pick. Absolutely love it. I actually, if Will Levis was off the board for Washington before 16, he would have been my pick at 16. Um, love Emmanuel Forbes. I'm just saying Justin Fields has about 40 pounds on Emmanuel Forbes, and if he ever has to tackle him, that 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 might hurt. But, yeah, we, we, we gushed about Emmanuel Forbes on this podcast. He's, he's awesome. He's scrappy. He's a badass. So, yeah, I get it. Just go for the Ds, that's all. Mm-hmm. Who's on the clock, Bobby? Tampa? I'm on the clock. Um, it's a hard pick, dude. I don't envy you. It's a hard yeah. pick because the whole t- the whole roster is just awful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I'm between Clancy and Dalton Kincaid. I feel like you're probably going to be in a position next year to get a young quarterback, right? And the young quarterback's best friend is a solid tight end, which is why I'm sort of leaning toward Kincaid. Although, in our game, as we know, the more valuable position is the defensive interior guy going with with Kansi, right? And maybe it's helpful for a young quarterback or even the team now to have a solid defense. Um, 
But I think at the end of the day, you want to help out your quarterback, go on Kincaid. Mm. I'm going to assume his back is healthy. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. It, it makes sense. And I mean, the only thing though is they did draft a tight end in what the third round last year. Um, Cade so, Oden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cade, Cade and Oden. Um, so, but again, the, the whole offense is going to look wildly different. Yeah. So. It could work that way, right? I think I think they know that their days with the whole Evans Godwin type tandem are numbered, so they may be doing a philosophical shift. Um, so uh, it's a tough pick to make. I'm not sure I would have made that pick, but I could see it. If if any I, of the offensive linemen were still on the board that were taken, would you have gone that route instead? Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's, I, kinda, I didn't envy you. Yeah, that one's tough. Because, like I said, with with Kincaid, right, that's an investment now for a quarterback later, right? And I think uh, an offensive lineman, a tackle, is uh, a better investment now for a quarterback later than a tight end is. Okay. Yeah, I'm Fair fine enough. with the pick. Seattle's up. All yeah. right. Yeah, you, Ray? That's me, and we took uh, Will Anderson the first time around, right? So we... We address defense, or rather pass rush. We look around. We might still have a need at defensive tackle, but I'm not in love with the guys here at that position. So we're going to go ahead and draft Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC. Tyler Lock is getting up there in age. He could slide right in as the third receiver, kind of play uh, some in the slot or out wide for us, give us some flexibility there. And uh, yeah, help help us out quite a bit, and they can step in into a top two receiver role once uh, Lockett moves on. We set ourselves up for the future there, and don't have to worry about wide receiver moving forward. Doesn't scare you how poorly he tested? I, like Chris and I just talked about this the other day. Like, is that does that worry you at all? I did not agree with the take that he tested poorly. So let me just go on record. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's 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 fine. He's and 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 the fact that he's so different from like a DK Metcalf, like the skill sets complement each other so well. Yeah, I feel like I feel like him there behind Tyler Lockett can learn a lot. I feel like that's a really good a really good spot for him. I just don't love inve- like I understand what you're saying about replacing Tyler Lockett down the road, but I just don't love the idea of investing a first round pick on a guy that's going to currently be your number three receiver. I think that's a little rich for me. Uh, I do think Jordan Addison is much better than the number three receiver, but that's where he's going to have to play uh, for the time being. So I think that's my only knock on the pick. You're that guy who wouldn't have drafted CeeDee Lamb, huh? Yeah, true. That's a good point. Well, I wouldn't have traded Amari Cooper either. So, Yeah, yeah. Well, well duh. I mean, nobody would have done that, but. All right. Well, go ahead, I'm, go I'm who's, sitting who's on Chargers. The, go ahead. I'm sitting uh, on the clock. Mad. I'm sitting on the clock as the Chargers, and I'm struggling between going with kind of to completely contradict what I just said, Quentin Johnston to be my number three receiver, but to eventually replace Keenan Allen. So exactly what you just did. Again, I don't really like doing that and making that kind of an investment. Um, and they do need an outside corner. 
And I think that Joey Porter Jr. would be my pick because he is a guy that can play outside corner at a high level, um, fit right in there, and just take that defense to the next level. I'm only mad about the pick because you made mine more difficult. Hmm. Yeah, that's one of those guys that all the teams after you were kind of hoping would continue to fall a little bit. Yeah, I was hoping he would fall. Um, but I think it's a really good pick. Why why him over Deontay Banks? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I really <laughs> like the skill set De- Deontay Banks has, but I think he has a lot of boom and bust play. Ray and I talked about that a couple days ago. Um, I don't think... I don't think Joey Porter Jr. has that. I think he's very technically sound. My knock on Joey Porter Jr. is he just doesn't finish plays that often where he could come away with takeaways or batted passes. Sometimes he just is a, like he's in position. He just doesn't make the play. I don't think Deontay Banks is that. I think Deontay Banks makes the play, but sometimes he misses too. And that's, that might be a bigger concern. I think uh, I I would go for a little bit more security with uh, Joey Porter Jr. Right, you got anything before the next pick? Are you good? I'm not gonna argue with any of that. Yeah, Penn State guy. Of course, you wouldn't. <laughs> just, just say outright that you know. Just say Joey Porter Jr. can't catch. That's all. Just say he can't catch. Well, with him off the board, you talk about Deontay Banks being boomer bust. If you look at the corners in Baltimore, outside of Marlon Humphrey, it's all bust. There's not a single guy that grades outside of a, a above a fifty or above the fifties. So. I think at this point you take Deontay Banks and you got to be stoked that he's sitting there. One of the reasons I like that a lot is because Marcus Peters was there, right? And he's kind of that also. Like he's a guy that is about making plays and he doesn't really care if he gives up the occasional big play because he'd rather make a big play of his own. Uh, And I think Deontay Banks is kind of built in that same mold. So I like it. I think it's cool. little continuation. That's like, I think that's the second time that we've gone back-to-back corner in this draft. Interesting. Gen- yeah, yeah Gonzalez and um, what's his name? In the first. Witherspoon? Witherspoon, yeah. yeah. Witherspoon. All right, with that, cool. Ray, you got the Vikings. Yeah, so the Minnesota Vikings are sitting here kind of in that, that, that middling limbo. And so – just kind of looking at our at our depth chart at our board here. There are a lot of players that could help us out here or there, but we're gonna go ahead and take Hendon Hooker at uh, quarterback and basically allow him a sort of a redshirt year to get healthy, get that knee right, get into a room under or behind a veteran to you know get used to the NFL, get used to an NFL offense because he is coming from. Uh, a pretty different scheme there out in Tennessee uh, that's not necessarily transferable, right? And then uh, Kirk Cousins, his contract uh, is, is is done after this season for all intents and purposes. So we we don't have to worry about um, you know go ahead going ahead and basically ripping up another contract. There's some void years after 2023 that uh, take effect at that point. So. Um, for all intents and purposes, he's a free agent. And so we are getting our guy for the future here in Hendon Hooker. Are, are you one of those guys, I think you are, that puts all the blame on on Kirk Cousins for their failures in the past? It depends what time it is. 
um, when the game starts. But uh, no, I don't. I don't put all of it on him. I just he's never shown me that he can elevate that play around him. Just ever. If if your team, if your roster is a six out of ten, he's going to give you a six out of ten season. And for the most part, the roster has been a six out of ten, and they've gotten six six point five out of ten seasons with Kirk Cousins at the helm. He doesn't drag average rosters to good or beyond. He's just there. Plays are scripted up. He'll make them. He'll make a couple nice throws, but he'll never he'll he'll never take you to the next level. He's just not that guy. And I'm looking for that guy. Hooker might be it, might not. But at this point in the draft, it's absolutely worth a shot. So then you're saying that there's no player available at this point. That brings the roster from a six out of ten to a seven. Not really. Not really. I think this is this is this is sort of a like almost a dead zone in the draft right now. That um, yeah, that doesn't really elevate us. There are a couple guys that I like, but when they are put onto this roster and this team, don't. Uh, don't make that big of a leap. We might have guys at those spots already. So while there's a couple of names on the board that intrigue me, if I'm going to draft a player that has some talent, but might be more of a future impact type player, then I'm going to take that shot at quarterback over another position. Fair enough. I, 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 I wouldn't do it, but go ahead, Chris. I'm never going to argue a team taking a quarterback and taking a risk on him. I, I don't have Hendon Hooker that high. Um, on my draft board, but I think uh, if you believe in a guy and you think he can be the future of your team, you always take that chance. Uh, so I, I, I'm fine with it. Uh, I, I, I agree with Bobby's take that I think a lot of people blame Kirk, and I don't think it should be that way. Uh, I look at a guy like Tyree Wilson, who we've all been passing on round uh, pick after pick. A lot of people at home are probably sitting here going like, I don't really understand. That's crazy. Um, and that's going to be my pick for Jacksonville. They've gone defensive. They've gone edge a few years in a row, like Josh Allen. They've taken Trevon Walker, who can play edge. I think you can slide Trayvon Walker inside. You can keep Josh Allen outside, and then you go and add Tyree, uh, Tyree Wilson, um, and you just bet on these prospects kind of making this elite defense down the road and becoming a force in the AFC. I like that. It's a high-value position, a guy with high upside. Um yeah, I think they've made plenty of investments on the offense in Jacksonville. Uh, now kind of take some steps to solidify that defense. I think Jacksonville is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, it's really they, hard they for me. Built that roster pretty well. It was really hard for me not to go offensive line, but it, most of their need is interior, and I, I don't like the value there. Hey, pick 25 Giants. <laughs> Bobby, you're on the clock. Lucky you. Yeah, so I think this is this is tough. I think Kalaja Kansi looks super interesting here because, you know, obviously Leonard Williams, you don't know what's going to happen with his contract. Uh, Kalaja Kansi next to um, next to uh, Dexter Lawrence would be pretty fun um, to kind of bolster that defensive line with, you know, in this scenario, if Bijan's going to go to the Eagles, probably super important. Um, but the Giants have had eight top 30 visits with receivers so i don't see them not going receiver here um they love route runners um and i think the best fit at that point is tank dell 
It's a bit of a reach, but I think if he's used wisely, I don't think you'll, I think you'll say that in April. I don't think you'll say that in September, October. How does he fit with your other receivers? So I think he fits pretty well, right? Um, Dable and Shane talk about separation being, being what they want, right? They don't want, um, they don't want, again, they don't want the contested, the contested catch guy. They want the guy that can create separation in his routes. And it seems like every receiver that the giants have brought in have been able to do that. So I think, you know, people might be seeing redundancy here with, with Wandell, um, with Isaiah Hodgins. Um, but I just think that's just the mold of a giants receiver and maybe tank Dell does it better than both of those guys. Um, yeah, so I like that. I like that as my pick here at 25. Would have loved to have had Zay Flowers. I think he can go, you know, over the top a little bit better than people give him credit for, um, but also create the separation underneath that you're looking for. But since he's off the board, um, settling for Tank Dell here. I mean, your explanation, I guess, just answered my question. Um, a lot of people would have said Quentin John. Johnston. And by the way, I just randomly got hiccups. That can't be great for a podcast recording, right? But we're just going to just play hurt, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, you answered my question. And and as someone who's not terribly high on Quentin Johnston, I'm not going to really fight you on it. Same. I, I was curious if you think that like the differentiating skill set could be attractive with a guy like Quentin Johnston instead. Yeah, I... um. I just don't think he fits the mold of what they what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think they would just rather have the route runner than the guy that can be that contested catch guy, that you know, the downfield guy only. Um, yeah, I like Tank Dell a lot better here. And I've seen a lot of people mock center to you guys in the first round. That was another thing that crossed my mind, right? Like, why not, you know, kind of finish off the offensive line, put that centerpiece in there, right? Um, but I think that can be addressed later. I'm not sure that, again, we, we talk about position value, right? Is that really what you want to do with the, the 25th overall pick in the draft? Or can you kind of throw a couple guys at it later? Maybe I, I know they, you know, one of their guards, they've been trying to move uh, Ben Breedison, uh into the center position. And he was actually really good at it last year. So maybe that's not something that we need. Okay. I like the explanation. How did you guys both end up with your teams? I don't like that, but Ray, you got the Cowboys. I actually did it on purpose for myself. Uh, Ray, that was an accident for you. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> we know we know you rigged games. Just we'll say never, thank- yeah, dude, yeah. We'll never make you. Co- we'll never make you commissioner because we know you rig things in your favor. Just so. say thank you and let's move on. What's the pick? Sure. So. This is this is a tough pick. I probably would have tr- um, traded up at some point of twenty minutes ago, but whatever. So uh, here we are, hiccups and all. We're gonna sit here and we are gonna draft Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle from Michigan. Chris knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I thought long and hard about it and almost did not make that pick, but um, it's it's too easy. Um, they have a hole at defensive tackle. They need a one tech. He's a perfect one tech. Still only 21 years old, 6'3", 337 pounds. Plays with power, but also some athleticism. Enough from that position 
to get you some added value there. I think it's an easy pick. <laughs> so not to laugh at your hiccups. I know, um, it's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's been a day. <laughs> no, I like the pick. I mean, so I guess you like him better than Kalaja Kansi. Um, but yeah, good pick. Good yeah. position I value mean, again. Yeah, They already have your boy, uh, Osa Digizua, over there at sort of that pass rushing three tech type tackle. So it'd be a little bit redundant of a skill set there. Not the best value out on the interior. That's my boy. That's your boy. We got burned. We got burned by his brother, and that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, you were like, "Hey, you should check out this guy. His brother screwed us, but but you might like him a lot." Yeah, I, like, yeah. I kind of do. Maybe so. it runs. Maybe it runs in the family. I could screw you guys over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's done pretty well. He's done pretty well. So, no need to replace him. I knew that pick was coming. So, I, it's a good pick. I don't have anything to say about it. Not now. I'm stuck with Buffalo. Uh, I would have loved for one of the route running receivers to be on the board here so that I can get some help for Josh Allen. And, uh, you know, Diggs is getting a little bit older now. I don't know how much longer he's going to be a true number one there. I think about getting a replacement. Um, and then I look at my favorite player in the draft, still available, Captain Jack Campbell. And I think, do I want to go there? Uh, I think he could slide in next to Milano and be that would be an amazing duo. I would love that. But I can't do that to Buffalo fans. I think if Quentin Johnston is still there, that's that's going to be the pick. And I think it's the right pick. You want to get help for Josh Allen and just continue to invest in kind of his future as more of a pocket passing quarterback. Maybe help him not rely so much on his legs. Okay. Who do you think is the better player? Quentin Johnston or Jameer Gibbs? Who's the better player? Yeah. Jameer Gibbs. He can catch the ball. I'm not lining him out at wide receiver, you know, 30 snaps a game though. It's such a, such a value in receiver over running back. I have to go receiver. I just think it'd be absurd to go running back in the first round at all. You get the joke because I picked. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I didn't, but uh, yeah, I guess I wasn't sure if it was think, a Saquon joke. I think Jameer Gibbs is really, really, really good. And you're basically saying, yeah, we're just going to, you know, just roll with James Cook instead. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I also think like if you draft running back, you're investing more in the running game. And I literally just said that I want to rely less on the running on Josh Allen having to run the ball. And I don't think, like, I think if you add a running back, it just enhances the amount of times you're going to run like RPO and, and different option plays. And again, more time, Josh Allen's going to run the ball. So I'd rather them go receiver. Did you know if you Wikipedia James Cook, the first thing that comes up is a British explorer from like the 15th century or sorry, 18th century. I, I was just trying to quickly find some, some things on James Cook, the running back. And that's what came up, but <laughs> And there's a hiccup, but so I'm not going to talk too much longer other than to with say how, with how grumpy Ray is and the hiccups, people are going to think he's like wasted <laughs> farthest thing from it right now. But uh, yeah, I, I just look at the board and I think he might be the best player available. And it's not like you don't have the ability to improve that running back position. 
it's my pick, not yours. So, Bobby, you're on the clock. All right, so I got the Bengals here. Um, you know, I could do what you said, Ray, and take Jameer Gibbs, since it sounds like there's some uh, some shakiness with, with Joe Mixon. Um, but I don't think that's what I'm going to do. Um, this one's pretty tough. I think right now I'm probably between Kalaji Kansi and Lucas Van Ness. I think Lucas Van Ness maybe kind of comes in and takes over that role for Sam Hubbard opposite the FAU grad, Trey Hendrickson. Um, but I think Kalaji Kansi helps you now. Um, I think the Bengals want to win now. So I'm going to go Kalaji Kansi from Pittsburgh. I think that's a steal at 28 if he falls this far. Consider the fact that the Bengals have obviously invested a great deal in their offense to this point. They've invested in their secondary over the past couple of years. Um, I think at this point now it's time to invest in your D-line. I'm not sure I'm going to argue too much with you on this one because you kind of made my next pick a little easier for me because he was one of those guys I was considering and you just took him off the board. You're welcome. Um, yeah, thanks. It's uh, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. So thank I don't you. know. If, here, I don't know I'm if we can you, just Ray. bypass also like him next to BJ Hill, which would be fire. Yeah, I do like BJ Hill a lot. I was kind of I was kind of bummed when we got a a, a huge bust in the center um, in exchange for trading BJ Hill away. Uh, but yeah, I think having those two guys next to each other would be pretty sick. That front four account becomes Trey Hendrickson. BJ Hill, um, Kalaja Kanti, and Sam Hubbard. That's pretty. That's a pretty respectable front four. Um, did you give any consideration to tight end? Any of the tight ends? None of the yeah. The, any of the tight ends on the board? No, because again, I think um, I think that's something that maybe you can address later. And it is a lower. This is what I would do, right? I think it's a lower positional value. We talk about that probably too much. Um, I think I'm probably waiting till later and, and getting one of the other guys that probably fall to me in the second round. And uh, DJ Reader is still there too. So that would yeah, be even I was just more fun. Yeah. Right? That's, that's going to be one of the best defensive lines in the NFL at that point. I wonder why PFF didn't have him on their, on their starting lineup. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the rotation of those guys that just makes that pick even better. You need a rotation with with Kalijah Kansi because, kind of like we mentioned, he gets a little worn down towards the end of games. He's a he's best if he's playing twenty to twenty five snaps, not thirty to thirty five. Yeah, so what did we say? Right, we said like we like him because you can you can scheme a you can like scheme when he's on the field, right? Like just put him in situations where he's going to be successful. So yeah. So and in Cincinnati, awesome. you'll be able to do that because you have two other good or a really good and a good defensive tackle outside of him. So it's not as if you're taking him off the field and then putting in a nobody in his place just because you want to save him for passing downs. Mm-hmm. So, all right, this leaves me in New Orleans. You got New Orleans. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Will McDonald, the pass rusher out of Iowa state. Our front seven is aging quite a bit. 
Will McDonald is really good. He's a great rusher. He just another guy that I mentioned in this class that just wins a ton of reps. And when the, his college defense wasn't getting fancy and doing all these different exchanges and, and, and different things of the sort and lining him up, you know, over guards and other nonsense, if they just lined him up on the edge and told him to get after the quarterback, he was phenomenal. So I think he can fit right into a veteran locker room over there in new Orleans and basically take over for some of those, um, those aging edge players over there like uh, Cameron Jordan and such. So I think, I think it's an easy pick to go with Will McDonald. I like the pick. Uh, I think if it's a need, we talk about like teams that are rebuilding, even though the saints kind of will never, ever admit that they're rebuilding, but I think it's, you know, you build through the kind of front seven and you, you make that a strength early on. So I like it. I think it's a good pick. He's a veteran. Like he's a guy that got a lot of snaps, has a really good skill, uh, base of skill sets. Uh, so yeah, he's a guy I like. Okay. So we are at pick 30. This is my last pick and it's for the Eagles. Uh, who made the first pick? That was you, Bobby, right? You picked Bijan. So you kind of screwed me there. Um, just really not helping out the defense at all in any way. So I feel like I kind of am in a position where I have to do that. Right. Uh, they lost both safeties this year. They uh, picked up Terrell Edmonds to replace one of them. Uh, you know, so I think they do have two solid guys, but guys that I don't know if I'd want to rely on, you know, down in, down out for years to come. Uh, defensive interior, I think, is still kind of a need. I think they could go linebacker. Uh, I, I was really set on going Brian Branch, and then I looked, and they're starting linebackers, a guy I've never heard of before, Nicholas Morrow, and I just have to go Captain Jack Campbell, so that's going to be my pick. So you were just looking for an excuse. I mean, basically. Yeah. Where is Jack Campbell? 39. And he's guy. up there 39. 39. I missed him? 39. Oh. He was so far up that you, you, yeah. you went right past it. I don't read good. <laughs> They 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 need an edge rusher. Yeah, it's a, Jack Campbell's a linebacker. It's a terrible pick, so I like it for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jack Campbell, we talked about being this. You talked about size this. and speed to potentially be a part-time blitzer, right? Comped to a Khalil Mack, like it could go that way in the NFL, and a team like the Eagles will just use him perfectly. So I'm not worried at all. You should be very worried with that. There, there are other good pass rushers on the board, and and there still will be in round two. So, oh, okay, that's that's how it works. Mm-hmm. They just let those guys stay for another thirty picks. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you made the pick. I'm like I said, I'm, like Bobby said, I'm not arguing it. It's, it's my fine. favorite pick of the draft. It's my favorite pick of the. Draft. No, it's not. Um, all right, Bobby, go ahead. You're the Chiefs. You're the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Yeah, and like I was gonna be like, oh, you know what? No brainer. I'll do. I'll go for Brian Branch, <laughs> but uh, I'm not gonna do that. Um, the Chiefs signed Charles Amenahue, who I've been pretty vocal about thinking that was probably an overrated signing. Um, I think his grades in his past couple seasons have been inflated by some of his surroundings. Um, and now his surroundings aren't that great on the defensive line, right? You look across that line, it's 
you know, a bunch of red grades. Not a big believer in Carlaftis. I don't know if the Chiefs are either. So I think I could see them going edge rusher here, especially especially if they have any doubts about a Menahue similar to, to what I have. So I think at this point I go Lucas Van Ness. Um, yeah. I, think that's I was gotta, really excited for him to fall out of the first round. I think that's got to be the pick. Van Ness, draft over. Van Ness over Felix. I'm just going to call him FAU. Nice, dude. dude <laughs> now, I, now I'm going to agree with you that that was a terrible pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I waited till you made this election. Um, Damn. But yeah, I, I think I, I think with Kansas City, it's I agree. You, you can you can take a swing at a high value position like Edge when you don't have such a sure thing opposite of of, of Carl Laftis there. So I mean that makes all the sense in the world to me. Chris, you have anything to say? Because I want to take a step back. If you don't, oh, um, I was confused. Yeah, you, what Chris, you you're the you're the Chris. I'm, you, I'm you Chris. are the Chris. Yeah, I love the pick. I think it's a great pick for Kansas City. You want to add as many valuable cheap options to that defense at important positions uh, so that you can pay Patrick Mahomes and potentially get him a receiver at some point that you want to pay. Uh, so I, I like that. I think they're going to continue to do that while they have Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's a great way to build your team around him. Uh, th- no, the one thing I wanted to say as well was like, don't you guys feel like we're being robbed a little bit because there's no pick 32 and like how the NFL probably should have figured out a different punishment for Miami because like not only are we the fans getting robbed of like one pick on draft day, but it's one prospect getting robbed of the opportunity to be picked in the first round. And I feel like that's kind of like, it's kind of crappy. Here's what I think should have happened, right? All 31 teams should have came together and like voted on the pick for the Dolphins. And it's just like some backup punter from Florida <laughs> Gulf Coast University. I don't think they have a football team, but yeah, that would have been sick and also hilarious. But that would have think, cool. think about Pretty all the commercials they can run without having a 30-second pick taking up 15 minutes of airtime now during the broadcast. I hate that. Dude, if that consensus pick was pick 32, imagine how many people would be like tuned in the whole time <laughs> to see what that weird pick was going to be. Exactly. They're not playing the long game. They're not playing the long game. Yeah. Goodell has no sense of humor, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys, you guys met him and spoke with him, right? So... You would know. Um, I tried to speak take... to him and I stuttered and it went horribly. <laughs> Wait, so... we should, Chris, can we tell that story real quick? Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. So this was like maybe six years ago. Um, Chris and I get tickets to go listen to a Q&A with Roger Goodell that WFAN was doing here in New York. So Chris and I are in the crowd and I was like, <laughs> I was like Chris, I was like, I bet you, you won't stand up and ask a question. Um and he goes, oh, really? I was like, I'm definitely going to ask a question. So, Chris, what did you, first of all, what did you try to ask? Yeah. And, and, then, and then reiterate how it actually came out. Yeah. So I, I just want to say, like, have you ever prepared a speech? And then, like, right before you're about to give it, you're like, does that even really make sense? Should I change what I'm saying? Which is, like, the worst thing you can do because then you get up there and you're like, just stumbling on yourself. That's that's essentially what happened. And the this was at the start of All-22. And what we were trying to ask him is, do you think that fantasy football is having a negative effect on the way players are 
essentially selling themselves in the NFL, right? And it's like a poor experience. At the time, it was like guys like OBJ were, were being really showy, right? And like, we feel like, oh, okay, just because some receiver is having a good year, it shouldn't be that like, it's all about him, right? We wanted to bring something that it's like, okay, we're going to bring the spotlight to everybody. So that was the the essence of the question. I got up there and I did not ask that at all. I asked something completely different, so convoluted, where he just like looked at me and he's like, what? And <laughs> well, that's that the thing. Was, that's the thing, because he really didn't answer you like that. The one thing I was so impressed with with Goodell, and I don't know if this is a good thing, but he's very polished like a politician, right? Mm-hmm. So many times, because this is when the concussion issue was like kind of like getting pretty big. So many times the reporter that was on stage was pressing him with those questions, and Goodell was giving his answer without answering the question at all, at all. So Chris gets up and uh, asks this weird question, <laughs> and it was like a it was like a softball for him. He was almost like, "Oh yeah, like I'm glad you asked that really dumb question," <laughs> and like just put like a spin on it, and then took the next question. Yeah, he basically yeah. said, if I remember correctly, like, "No, fantasy football is a good thing. It makes yeah. people want to watch the NFL." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> in the crowd, in the crowd, looking at me, and Chris like, "The hell was that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. That that was that story, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, guys, what's your favorite pick in this draft in the mock? Sorry, Ray, did I cut you off before we get into that? I have a take. I mean, I think it's interesting just looking at this. The Eagles had two picks in the first round, and they took a running back and a linebacker. Two pretty low-value positions out of the first round. I would, I'm, I'd be thrilled if that's what happens, but... I don't think that's how it'll play out. I think it's because we all hate the Eagles subconsciously. Me, not subconsciously, but Chris. I gave yeah. them my favorite player, so I definitely don't <laughs> feel that way. Um, I'm, it's just an observation. It's the linebacker is basically the running back of the of, of the defense. I will. And, I will say if they go running back with the first pick, I doubt they go linebacker with the second pick. If they go defensive interior with the first pick or edge rusher, I do think that they would go maybe running back or linebacker with the second pick. I don't think they do both low value. They're too smart for that. They, they are too smart. And yeah, okay. Just, just, just wanted to point it out. That's all. Favorite, all right, favorite picks? Favorite picks. Ray, go for it. You go first. My favorite pick, it has to be Tyree Wilson to the Jaguars if it falls this way. Um get him on the opposite side of their first overall pick last year. You're, you're really starting to build an identity on defense and your offense is really taking off under Trevor Lawrence. So I think your team really starts to come together pretty nicely if it falls that way for them. So you went and did something nice and talked about one of my picks. I was also going to talk about one of my picks, but now I feel like a jerk. Of doing course that. You were. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about uh, Will Anderson going to Seattle. Um, I think that's an excellent pick. Uh, they need they need a they need a star, right? Last year they got a lot of really good players. Um, I think they want to add to that. They want to add some flashiness and playmakers, and I think they do that with getting Will Anderson at at five there. Yeah, no, my pick sucked. I'm gonna go with <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with both of the Lions picks. Nolan Smith at six, who might end up being the best edge rusher in the class. And then Emmanuel Forbes at 18, who might end up being the best corner in the class. Um, I think one of those two guys would probably hit um, 
And I love that they don't get a quarterback that they amp up the defense. Uh, so yeah, both those line picks, lines picks, love them. Ray, let's yeah. be nice. Did Bobby have any good picks here? What was... No, no, not a single one. <laughs> I, I don't. I, there's 31 names on the screen right now. I can't remember who chose who. I, I barely remember which ones I chose. To be honest, I'm looking and I see like three names I recognize from me. Let alone the rest. You know, you you two. Will Levis. Will come on. Will Levis to the to Washington. That's a great pick. We uh, Will Levis fell to 16. Yes. Yes. I'm you guys shouldn't guys. say anything nice to me at all. That's that's like I Michael Jordan at the end of Space Jam trying to dunk the ball. That's just that's a hard reach. I don't know, man. <laughs> nice. It's more like you're. I was thinking you're going to go like it's more like LeBron and Space Jam, like a total flop. Like yeah. That. Okay. I, I didn't see that, but LeBron and flop makes sense too. Hmm. Cool, guys. We did it. So uh, tomorrow's the big day. It's draft day. Hopefully, well, I mean, it's tomorrow it's already. Today. Yeah, it's today. So. Um, when people will be listening to this, though, it will be draft day. So everybody, happy draft day. Uh, thank you for listening in. You know, we had a lot of dumb takes, but it was a lot of fun. We love doing this. We're going to do it every year, so you're going to have to deal with it. Uh, but thank you for listening and tuning in. If you haven't yet, please give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at all22 underscore PFF. And leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much. Go, go.